Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Michael Beller and Casey Joyner here with you on this lovely Friday, December 31st, the final day of 2021. So let us be among the first people to wish you a happy new year. Hope you have a very happy, healthy new year celebration tonight, whatever it might be. We're going to look past tonight. We're going to look ahead to week 17 best bets. We have a big 16 games slate ahead of us with 15 games on Sunday and then the Monday night game between the Steelers and the Browns. So Casey, happy new year to you, my friend. Let's jump on in here. Yeah, happy New Year to you too. Uh, looking forward to uh, it. Should be a very interesting slate of games. A lot of it's 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 an uh, it's an interesting week seventeen. Let's put it that way. <laughs> what, what makes you say that like that? <laughs> uh, because you have so many games that are going to be look like they're going to be really close. You got a lot of blowout games. You got a lot of storylines. Say Cleveland Pittsburgh and such. There's just a lot of different <laughs> oh, yeah. ways ways to go. If you're interested in a nice a Smash Mouth game, you're going to get it. But if you're interested in a blowout, I think you got a lot of them too. Yeah, I'm going to uh, be circling around to that Pittsburgh and Cleveland game for my final pick of this show. It, I, I'm with you, man. We've got, we've got. It's, it is an interesting slate. You have a, you have a, a fair number of games that don't seem to have a ton at stake for at least one team, if not both teams. And yeah, it's going to be something that uh, typifies this Week 17 slate. You are going back to the well here, my friend. Two weeks in a row now, two shows in a row, you have gone with three big favorites. Every All six teams you've picked over our last two episodes together have been favored by more than a touchdown. And, man, I mean, you're getting crazy today because forget about one touchdown. Right? Forget about just being favored by one touchdown. All of your teams need to win by at least two touchdowns for them to cover the spread. You've got three big favorites. I'm actually messing around with some totals on this show. Uh, I made some changes, and we'll talk about that um, as we get into the show. But, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fun slate for sure and um you know it's still it still doesn't it feel like like i obviously like this is our first season so of course there's going to take a little bit of getting used to of 17 games and 18 weeks but it just it feels like in my chest in my bones that this is the last week of the regular season it does it just doesn't feel like there should be week 18 you know it's like what what, what? we're gonna be it's like the, that the season ends january 9th you know that super bowl 11 was played on january 9th if you go back to 1976 <laughs> season this this season literally ended on the, yeah. on the 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 full season ended so that's just that's the way of the world in the nfl now that we keep getting, we keep getting uh longer years yeah, pushing things out to President's Day weekend this year and for years to come now with how we're going to get uh, the Super Bowl. So that's just the world that we're living in now. Let's get to the picks. Let's get to the Week 17 picks, Casey. As I just said about a minute ago, you were going with three big favorites. Let's get things started with Bills and Falcons. The Bills are 14.5-point favorites right now on BetMGM. A big game for the Bills to keep on keeping pace because those Patriots also huge favorites, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, why do you like the Bills to win this one comfortably? 
Well, I'm comfortable going to these teams. I'm feeling better as the season goes along. Not, not doing a self-brag here, but it was 5-1 and one of those picks were yeah. uh, over the past couple of weeks. So I'm feeling good about that. But I just that's the thing that's trending is these, these teams we're starting to see uh, over the course of the past month, they're starting to see really get to understand who teams are. And I think, uh, as you mentioned, there are teams that have pl- things to play for and teams that, that don't. When it comes to Buffalo, Atlanta, I think the key to understand Buffalo they got four and three records since they got upset at Jacksonville. Four of the mm-hmm. opponents in those in that span were strong teams, and three of them they lost to Indianapolis, New England, and Tampa. And they had a twelve point win over the Patriots. You look at when they play a weak team, though. The, the Bills played the, the Jets, Carol, uh, Carolina, and New Orleans, and they beat them by a combined score of one hundred and seven to thirty seven. <laughs> Atlanta's three and four over the past seven games. Mm-hmm. They beat uh, they beat against powerful teams. But they beat Jacksonville, Carolina, and Detroit by a combined total of 21 points. I look at those and say Atlanta can beat weak teams. When they face strong teams, they tend to lose by a lot of points. And Buffalo, when they face a weak team, tends to destroy them. So I'm saying I think Buffalo is going to keep that trend going because I think Atlanta is nowhere near their class. Plus, Buffalo is going to get back. It looks like they're getting back. Uh, they're going to get back Gabriel Davis this mm-hmm. week. It looks like getting Cole Beasley back this week. So their offense is now going to be at a different tier than it has been recently. It's still were pretty good recently so like the bills a lot in this one yeah i can't push back against this and i really can't push back against any of the picks that you're going to be making I, i'm not necessarily going to make them myself but i can't push back and say oh i would play the falcons and actually of the three that you're playing this one and maybe the next one this one patriots are probably my two favorites among them uh, we talked about this early in the season with the bills too right the first time they played miami was a 35 nothing victory they've got a 40 nothing win over the texans in their pocket this season they have destroyed bad teams all season long. It's actually been like the one consistent thing they've done this year because Josh Allen's been a little bit up and down and when he's been good, he's been very good. He's been that Josh Allen, but there's been some down periods for him. The offense hasn't been quite as consistent or explosive as it was last year. The defense has ebbed and flowed for them. The one thing that they've done from September all the way through here to January is destroy bad teams when they've played them. And I don't see any reason why that changes here against the Falcons this week. So I like this. I like this pick. Bills minus 14 and a half against the Falcons. I'm going to Take us to one of the marquee games of the week. It is Chiefs and Bengals. And I will say, initially, I had this penciled in as recently as like two hours ago, Casey, as being Bengals plus five. That's the line on this game. Bengals plus five at home against the Chiefs. And again, as recently as two hours ago, I had the Bengals as my pick on the Friday edition of our fantasy football podcast where we do something similar to what you and I do here. I picked the Bengals plus five. But I'm getting very worried about how pubby this game is becoming. Everyone, everyone is on the Bengals. And I like the Bengals. I think the Bengals are a good team. If forced to pick against the spread, I'm still picking the Bengals. But this is becoming the public favorite this week. The favorite public bet to make. You were seeing so many people in on the Bengals, in on the Bengals, saying that this is this unstoppable offense after what we saw a week ago. And yeah, they looked awesome. And I think that that's the bow ideal of what this offense can be and what this offense will be in the not-too-distant future. We know that Joe Burrow is putting himself... I think this is the game that puts Joe Burrow on the map nationally in such a way that you know the AFC, we talk about Patrick Mahomes... And Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and those guys being the quarterbacks to lead their offenses for the next decade or so. I think this is the game that puts Joe Burrow on that map nationally. I do think that the Bengals offense can go punch for punch with the Chiefs. But I don't want to be on this public train with the way the Chiefs are playing recently, getting in on the Bengals plus five. So you know, I'm just going to trust the offenses to do what they do in this game and go over 51. I mean, another thing, like I think that the big takeaway from the Bengals last week, their win over the Ravens, isn't that we should necessarily think the Bengals are just this new big offense, but that 
you know, Rams minus five, that game is climbing up. And I don't see how the Ravens with their secondary as depleted as it is slow down the Rams. But yeah. that's a different bet. This is the bet I'm talking about. Both these offenses look like they're going pretty well. I do think that it's going to be a game where you have to get into the 30s to win it. I don't want to get on the Bengals because of how pubby it is. So I'll just say both offenses do what they do and we get over 51 here. Uh, the Chiefs have scored 118 points over the past three weeks despite having injury issues. I mean, in that time frame, you can say Travis Kelsey, fantasy managers, were a couple of points, a couple of games there when he was scoring 5.7 points in two weeks in a row. They were saying, well, how terrible this is. I mean, that's who they are. They can they can dominate that well. Plus, the Bengals, is their passing off did great last week because of how Baltimore, they're so banged up in the secondary. The one thing that the Chiefs don't do well is stop the run, and the Bengals can attack that oh, too yes. if they want to oh, go yes. that way. You know, high scoring is you can pass a lot. They can also run the ball a ton, mm-hmm. and I think because Kansas City has allowed 130 more rushing yards in three of the past four weeks, and I think the Bengals could go after that as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mixon go over 100. I do like over 51 on this. And the Bengals' defense that we've talked about a lot this year as being a big part of the story for them this season and being at the top of the AFC North and one win away from winning that division, uh, but. It's more of a run defense strength than a pass defense strength. So, like, both teams can exploit what the other team is bad at defensively, and I do think that you're going to see that in this one. So, I I still, I I want to, I'm leaning Bengals, (laughs) but this is just, I mean, when when the public is going against Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to side with Patrick (laughs) Mahomes. So, I'm going to stay away from that and just say, offenses do what you do. Let's go over 51. Uh, Patriots and Jaguars, your next pick. Patriots, 15 and a half point favorites. To me, KC, this is very similar to what we just talked about with your first pick, the Bills. The Patriots, another one of these teams that has destroyed bad teams this season. They have, and I mean, they've lost two straight games, but look, they lost into powerhouse teams. This is the, they, mm-hmm. they were not losing to, 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 to poor teams. They're powerhouse teams. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm looking at Bill Belichick needing a, I mean, this is a Bill Belichick team needing a win to clinch the playoff spot, and they've got a home contest against Jacksonville, an offense that just lost its offensive engine, his offensive engine in James Robinson, and they've got a rookie quarterback. He struggled all season long. It's a road game against the Bill Belichick defense. I just keep looking at this saying, where am I seeing Jacksonville? I mean, I have trouble seeing Jacksonville getting to double-digit points. I, I really do because New yeah. England is that good of a defense. Forget what they did the past couple weeks. It's, again, powerhouse teams. This is I, I think Jacksonville could score nine points in this contest. And New England's offense That's what they've been doing for the last two months. Exactly. And New England's <laughs> offense. Can I get New England's offense up to 24 or 27? Yeah. And plus, frankly, honestly, a big reason I'm for this, I think the New England defense can score a touchdown. And if the New England defense scores a touchdown, okay, now I only have to get maybe 17 points out of the New England offense, maybe 20 points out of the New England offense. And I think they're more than good enough for that. So I just, I think Jack, this says more about how Jacksonville, they've been the worst team in my power rankings for weeks, and it's by far the worst team. They just, they're nowhere near even the next play, next team up. So when you're that bad, I don't know the 15 and a half is enough I think this thing can all should be 20. This has the look of that middle of the season stretch when the Patriots were just getting bad team after bad team and taking care of business. 54-13 against the Jets, 24-6 against the Panthers, 25-0 against Atlanta. Like They were just rolling through these bad teams, and I don't see any reason why this should be any different for them. I mean, you know what? You could put the Week 12 version of the Titans in there, too. I mean, that was, that was a bad team. That was, like, that yeah. was, that was without Derrick Henry, obviously, that was the first or second game, but definitely without A.J. Brown. Like, that's a bad Titans team when they're playing without those guys. 36-13. Like, these Patriots do not mess around when they have a clearly inferior team on the other side of the field. And the Jaguars are just lost to the Jets. So you want to talk about clearly inferior? This is a team that lost to the New York Jets. They're clearly inferior to basically everyone in the NFL. 
I like this one. It's a huge spread. I typically just close my eyes and run away from these ones, but Patriots have been covering these sorts of numbers against bad teams all season. I think they can do it again against the Jaguars here. I'm going to take us back to marquee world here, KC, for my second pick. (laughs) Cowboys and Cardinals. Cowboys are six-point favorites in this game at home. The Cardinals are falling apart, man. I mean, they just are. This has been a a weeks-long trend now for them, and you know, something about DeAndre Hopkins not being out there is different than just taking his bottom line numbers out. There is a gravity to DeAndre Hopkins and what he brings to that offense that they cannot replicate without him. And you're talking about an offense that really does need every single person in it to be contributing at a high level for them to get to that high level that we've seen from them this season. So you know there's no DeAndre Hopkins. It looks like maybe no James Conner again this week. And if we do have James Conner, it's going to be a significantly compromised James Conner. And they've just, I mean, they're falling apart. And this has been, I, I, I try not to read too much into historical trends year over year because teams change so much in the NFL and not just the team you're talking about, but their competition, everything in the NFL changes so much from year to year that I don't, you don't want to put too much stock into what happened in 2019 and try to apply that to 2021. I do think that with a three years long trend of Cliff Kingsbury teams fading in the end of the season is something we're thinking about. And this is the third year in a row that we've seen this from the Cardinals. And now you're talking about going up against a Cowboys team that really looks like it deserves to be considered among the top five Super Bowl contenders in the NFL. And I just like, I don't see there being enough offense for Arizona to stay within a touchdown in this game. I I just can't see it. I can't see with the way that Dallas is playing, with the way that they have really sort of on the fly made Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard into a combined one of the best running backs in the NFL. I mean, they get a ton of uh, foundation there. We know that even though we haven't seen huge passing game performances from Dak Prescott with consistency over the last six weeks or so, that obviously that club is still in this offense's bag. They get after the quarterback. They can get after the quarterback in a big way, and that makes their defense you know, maybe more fearsome than it seems when you just start adding up all the pieces on paper. They can really make life hell for Kyler Murray, who – Still seems like he is running only as a last resort, and that's another check mark in what I was talking about with Hopkins and Connor. Like this is an offense that, when all of its dudes are playing nine out of ten or ten out of ten football, it can be really dangerous. And part of that for Kyler is the run threat, and he just he looks like he only wants to run if he absolutely has to. That takes a huge bite out of this offense. Cowboys are t- ascending, Cardinals are slipping. I think the Cowboys win this game by double digit points. Cowboys are winning. You mentioned that offense. They got the pass rush. They're getting turnovers. Special teams, they got the block punt last week. I mean, they're dominating, excuse me, in every area. It's not just one area. They're dominating in every single area. I mean, last week was said as much about how bad Washington is and how compromised Mm -hmm. they were personnel-wise. But still, if you go out there against a weak team and you can go up to 42-7 halftime lead, that's huge. Cardinals lost three three straight, four out of their last six. They lost 34 to 10 to Carolina, 20 to 12 against Detroit, 22 to 16 against the Colts team that was missing what a third of its starters, nine yes. players. We're yeah. missing four <laughs> offensive linemen at one point, yeah. Yeah. and you still lose to them by six. I mean, <laughs> I, I look at this going, I just don't see where it is, and it is a, a wonder that Kingsbury hasn't figured out how to get his teams to play good later because a college coach comes to the pros and they got shorter seasons college obviously so okay maybe I, you can see that for year one but he still hasn't made the adjustment yeah. by year three I, and again he's if he was losing to good teams it's one thing when you're losing mm-hmm. to detroit I, it says you're just your team is not ready to play a 17 game schedule so again i'm with you on this and what a what a fall from grace for this Cardinals team. We were talking about them maybe getting the loan by in the NFC and at least looking like they were well positioned for a home playoff game. And now you're talking about going to LA or going to Tampa in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, this team's gonna like 
I don't see any way that this team goes on the road and beats a good team in the playoffs. And we were talking about them maybe going to the Super Bowl as recently as four or five weeks ago. So a huge fall from grace, and I think that continues this week against the Cowboys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Casey, let's shut things down here with one more big favorite from you, the Jets, man. These poor New York Jets, they play in the same division as Tom Brady for two decades. They finally get rid of him, and now here they are playing a Week 17 game against Tom Brady where they're two point two touchdown underdogs at home. I'm with you on this one. Bucks minus 13.5 feels like a good play to me. It is. I mean, you see Tampa struggled a couple weeks ago. They've got the offensive issues, and they face – uh, 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 Dennis Allen coach defense. And, they, and my dude, the Saints seem to have their number, so they look terrible. But they come out last week and they don't even play it. They don't have a great game. They, I mean, they play well, but they don't have. They don't look quite what they did a few weeks ago, and they still win thirty-two to six. Didn't have Godwin. They didn't have Evans, and they had Gronk catching only one pass for twenty-three yards, and they did that. So looks like Evans is coming back this week. They mm-hmm. still have Gronk, obviously. The Jets. They've allowed. Over the past four games, 1,525 yards and 97 first downs, and they've gave up 31 or more points in three of those four. Are they get a couple upset wins to their credit. They beat Tennessee and Cincinnati. A couple, yeah. They come out. I'm looking at this going. You give up 1,525 to, to those teams, and now you're facing the, the Bucks, and the Bucks are probably getting Evans back. I mean, I just, I just see this being an, another Brady Blunt. Plus, again, the Bucks need to win the game, and I give the yeah. Jets credit for fighting as hard as they have of late. They, they're still got. To, I mean, give Robert Sala credit for getting his team to show some effort at this time of the year because there are some teams that are just mailing it in. I don't. It doesn't matter. I just think Tampa's that much better and that much more talented, and I think that they win this game. I think that I, I, they could get another 32 to six victory. Wouldn't surprise. Yeah, the the one seed in the NFC, the one seed in both conferences, of course, is is a huge deal nowadays. Since you're the only team that gets the bye, of course, you get home field advantage. But the two seed in the NFC is a prize this year because yeah, we're we're just talking all that trash about the Cardinals. But you would still rather play whoever that seven seed is than the Cardinals. You'd rather play whoever that seven seed is going to be than you know maybe the 49ers, right? Like you're looking at the Eagles, like I, like the two seed is a prize in the NFC, and it, it, the Rams, the Bucks, and the Cowboys are all there jockeying for position, and so you do want to keep on winning if you're one of those teams and hey maybe the Packers do slip up here and you stay still stay alive for that one seat the Packers are playing the Vikings without Kirk Cousins and the Lions to end the season so I don't think the Packers are going to slip up I think they're going to be all right I think they're going to go ahead and cruise to that number one overall seat in the NFC but you never know you never yeah. know certainly so the Buccaneers do need this and need it or not this is uh, a, a very soft spot for them to go up against this New York Jets team I'm with you I like the Buccaneers as well I'm going to round things out for us here KC with the final game of this week 17 the final game most likely almost certainly it sounds like of Ben Roethlisberger's career in Pittsburgh Browns and Steelers Browns are actually field goal favorites in this game on the road which I like a little bit but I like even more the total here these two teams are under machines the 41 is the total on this game and that's I mean all the Browns do is play in games that don't get into the 40s total (laughs) I mean they're the Browns have a bad offense it's it's just it's bad the only thing they do well is run the ball which runs the clock and keeps things moving they have a good defense I mean the Browns are an under 
machine. They pump out unders reg- almost regardless of who they're playing. And then the Steelers on the other side, we've talked about this a few times over recent weeks, KC. Like, they still have playmakers. They can still wake up and make a big play every now and again. But this is a bad offense, too. This is an inconsistent offense. Uh, the run game has totally run out of steam over the last three, four weeks here. Najee Harris is still grinding out useful fantasy games because he touches the ball 30 times a week. But <laughs> that run game is totally out of steam. The Browns are going to be able to get a ton of pressure on Ben Roethlisberger. We know this to be true. The last time these two teams played, 15-10. to 10. Why is this suddenly going to triple up or double up that score? It's, it's, it's not going to. These are two teams that cannot be explosive. They cannot be exotic. They want to win the same way by controlling the clock, by playing very good defense. They can both do that. Neither of them are going to hit on very many big plays. The Browns passing game has no juice. This game definitely stays under 41. Browns have uh, rushed for 100 or fewer rushing yards in five of the past 10 games. They've posted fewer than 200 passing yards in five of the past six games. <laughs> I mean, the Steelers have gained 100 or more rushing yards in the ground twice in the past six games. They, they Neither of these teams can move the ball well at all. Like you said, they're going to be able to get pass rush pressure on Ben. Both teams are going to want to try and play a smash mouth game. I, I, I'm completely with you on this. To, and, and, yeah, and, and Pittsburgh, again, if you're going to do anything against them, you are going to run the ball, and that's fine. But look at Cleveland. Cleveland plays Green Bay last week. And that game was what? It was uh, 24-22. So that, I mean, Mm -hmm. they combined for 46 points and they're facing one of the best offenses in the league. And, okay, now you're facing an offense that's mediocre. Let's say the Pittsburgh Steelers are 20th of the best offense or 16th, whatever it is. They're middle of the road at best. So if you got 46 and you're facing one of the, uh, and again, Green Bay had actually a bad defense too. So you're talking a team that, or actually a subpar defense, they had some weaknesses. So you got a team that doesn't play well. You're going to that situation, you put 46. Yeah, I I have trouble. I have trouble seeing this thing getting close to 40. Like you said, it was uh, 25 last time around. If they're in the 30s, I think it's, it's fortunate for these teams. First to twenty wins this game, and it might not even take that. I mean, right? It might. It really might. It may be, this might be a first to seventeen sort of situation, sort of like it was the first time they played. And it's almost. It, it, I think. It, yeah, it's almost volleyball. First to twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, right. It seems silly to think that these two teams are suddenly going to give us like a 27-24 game because neither of them have been really playing in those games with any sort of consistency this season. So then when you put the two of them together, like it's a good point with the Packers. Like when the the Browns are a good enough team that they can play a game like that and keep it close with the Packers and get it to 24-22. The Steelers, we saw do that, what, about a month or so ago when they had that furious comeback against the Chargers. Like there's enough juice in these teams that when the other team forces them to play a style – you know, two out of three times, one out of two times, they can come up and play that sort of style and make it a game. But when they're playing each other and they both want to play a, a slow, run-heavy, win-with-our-defense sort of game, it's silly to suddenly think that it's going to be 27-24. It would have to be defensive touchdowns, special team touchdowns, Nick Chubb ripping off a 90-yard touchdown run here, Najee Harris ripping off a 70-yard touchdown run there. Like, that's that's how this game somehow gets into the high 40s. And if that's what I'm – if that if that beats me here – so be it. This is gambling for a reason. I'll live with that sort of loss. But I don't think that this is a game where we're suddenly seeing Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger both throw for eight and a half yards per attempt going back and forth and you know one of them winning 27-24. I don't think that's the case. That's not the way these teams play. And frankly, neither of these teams is capable of playing that style of football. So <laughs> give me under 41 and give it to me comfortably. And that will do it for this episode of Best on the Board. Thanks so much for listening. As we said off the top of the show, a very very happy new year to everyone out there have a safe fun 
holiday. It's have a great time celebrating. Enjoy the college football playoff games that we've got coming our way. Just for the record, give Go me blue. Alabama, Cincinnati under. Go blue for KC for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Big Ten guy. I can cheer for. I can. I can get on board with any Big Ten team cheering for any Big Ten team other than Michigan State because <laughs> too many, too many football and basketball run-ins for a Badger like me with Michigan State over the years to be able to cheer for them. But any other team in the Big Ten, I can get behind and root for. I, it's, I think it's going to be the, the the Ohio State script is not going to work for Michigan against Georgia. No. Hassan Haskins isn't running for a billion yards untouched against Georgia no. the way he did against Ohio State. No, and they don't have that crowd either. The crowd, <laughs> yeah. the crowd was. Uh, I ran into somebody down here. I live in Florida, but I actually a couple weeks ago ran into somebody at the store who was wearing a Michigan shirt, and I said, "Hey, uh-huh. how you doing?" And talked to her, and she said, "Yeah, I was at the game." And she she told me just how insane that was. She said, "As but as, as crazy you thought it was on the air." She said that it, I think that that caused Ohio State to want to just get out of there, and you don't have that environment in the playoffs. So we'll say if that. But hey, if we're Michigan fans. If if, if it's forty two twenty seven, we just we just got our T shirts and that celebrate the wins. So we're uh, you know we're good for the next few months even if we lose tonight, but go blue. There, there you go. Uh, I'll be I'll be pulling for Michigan for sure. But, uh, yeah, the one the one play I do really like tonight is under under 57, uh, I believe, is the total on it right now between Cincinnati and Alabama. But uh, we'll be covering that all over the place. Again, Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy New Year to you too, Casey. Happy New Year to you. We will talk to you all soon. We're back with you next week. Until then, have a great weekend. Happy New Year. And as always, happy betting. See you later.